Uh, getting married. Here we go. Today's daf is daf mem test page forty nine. The heading masechas kedushin, and we're going to pick up with the very bottom line. Rabbi Shimon ha de Amoron. Okay, so it's uh, six words. One, two, yeah. six words before the daf ends on mem ches and the Gemara just gave us a statement that Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, and Rabbi Elazar all agree that when you send an agent and they change a little bit. The main thing is, is that they, they, they got the job done, as long as they didn't uh, work to my penalty. But they're a shliach whether or not they followed out my instructions to a T. Okay? Even if they change a little bit, it's going to be okay. Rabbi Shimon, we just explained uh, towards the uh, uh, end of Daf Memches. And Rabbi Shimon's idea was at the end of our Mishnah, which is that... If a woman sends an agent to accept silver for marriage and the agent accepts gold for marriage, it's a valid marriage. That was Rav Shimon's statement. So you see that if the messenger is something a little different, but it's not to your detriment, it's okay. Rav Shimon also holds up this concept. Now, where do you see this from? Rav Shimon, we find this idea because we learned in the Mishnah, top of Daf Mem, Aleph. Here we go. Get If you have a regular standard document, they have two witnesses signing inside of Mikusha Edom Acherov. If it's bound up, then that was the get we referred to earlier today in Shul, where you have a get Mikusha, which was usually written for Kehanim. It was bound up, it took time, they would sew it up. So the signature sign on the outside of the document, Let's say you have a standard document with the Edom sign on the outside of it. You have a bound document with Edom sign inside of it, Shneam Sulam. It's not going to be kosher. You have to sign on the proper side of your get. If it's a bound document that they sign on the inside, that's going to be okay. Because, really, Adam are meant to sign on the inside of a document. It's only that if it's a makusher, you could sign on the outside. But if you do sign on the inside, that's okay. No. It depends what the expectation of your local area is, what we call the Minigamakam Bavinamba. And we tried understanding Rav Shingamil's statement by saying, Vatanakama Lesley Minigamadina. You don't think the Tanakama holds of Minigamadina? Of course he holds of Minigamadina. Everybody's going to agree. According to the local expectation of your place, that's going to be what you, uh, where you should sign. And Ravashi explains, Ba'asra the Nehigi Bipashut. We're dealing with a place where they generally wrote Gitin Bipashut. On a with a standard document, and the punk that happens to be that they did it in a bound way. So the the normal way for it to be done is standard. He happened to have done it in a uh, in a tied up way. You can leave it. Inami or or we're dealing in a place where the minigamakum was to do it in a way where it was tied up. And he did it in a standard one. Everybody's going to agree, listen. If the normal way to write a get in your city is in, in a standard way, or the normal way to write a get in your city is in a bound way, and you do it in a different way, nothing doing. Sorry, Charlie. Not happening. You can't change from the expectation of the get. The husband wants his get or his start to be written in a way that is standard unless he tells you otherwise. Sakib Ligi, where do we have a source of dispute? Ba'asra dinahigi Let's say you have a place where it's either or. There's no specific minute. Some people do it open, some people do it tied up. Okay. The Yomar lay, and this guy says to his Shliach, he says, listen, on Shuldiks, 
Overly pushed. Yeah, I know I could do either one. I could write a document. Simple. I could tie it up. Give me a simple one. But he also overlooked Makusher. And the Shliach went ahead and he gave him a tied up one. Okay, so again, the Minigamadina is either or. The, mess, the, the sender is asking for standard open. The guy doesn't follow. So, Marsov, our one opinion is Kapeda. The sender's Makbid. And therefore, if you changed, nothing doing. Not a valid document. Aye, some people in our Medina write it like this. Okay, but that's not what I told you to do. Marsovar, another opinion is, Maramakam Hulai, that he's just telling him how he could do it if he wanted to do it that way, but you don't have to do it that way. Now, whose opinion is that? That is the opinion of Rabbi Shimon Mengamlio. So you see from over here, Rabbi Shimon Mengamlio holds Maramakam Hilai. When you send a messenger to do something on your behalf, and he changes a little bit, again, it's fine. As long as he gets the job done. So we find Rabbi Shimon holds that messengers do not need to be exact. We find that in our Mishnah. Again, what was the case of our Mishnah number days? A woman sends a messenger to accept marriage. She says, this guy's going to marry me with silver. And the messenger goes and accepts it with gold. It's a valid marriage, says Rabbi Shimon. Ah, she didn't do exactly. Don't worry about it. Over here you find Rav Shingham Leal agrees to that concept because Rav Shingham Leal holds that the same thing holds true by a star, by a document. As long as the minig is to do one way or the other, it's going to be okay. We also said Rabbi Lazar agrees that shtaris are maramakam. So where do you see that from? Rabbi Lazar, the travel to the Mishnah, when a woman says, she says to a messenger, accept my get. In St. Louis. Go to St. Louis, accept my get. And the messenger goes and she, the, the messenger finds the husband in Chicago and receives the get not in St. Louis. Puzzle. Tanakama said, Rabbi Lazar, uh, I'm sorry, Tanakama says, it's not a valid get. I told you, accept my get in St. Louis. You accept it in Chicago? Rabbi Lazar Machshir. Blah says, no problem. You know why? He just told you where to find the get. If the get can be found somewhere else, because in the hate, find it somewhere else. I don't care. So you find also, Rebbe Lazar is in agreement with, with uh, this concept that when you send the messenger, it doesn't need to be literal. Okay. Amar Ula says, The whole Machlaik is in our Mishnah about whether or not you the messenger has to be literal is only when it's working to the shavach to the gain of the woman so let's explain the case of the Mishnah is a husband um, a, a woman creates a messenger and she says be makabel my get please accept my, the get on my behalf do me a flavor it's going to be silver and the messenger Accepts gold. The messenger accepts gold. Says the uh, says Rabbi Lazar, says Rabbi Shimon, it's fine. Because again, gold's better than silver. Okay? But let's say there's a mistake which has to do with yichus. When it comes to the uh, lineage of the, uh, of the uh, marriage, okay? Then, everybody's going to agree that she is not Mekudosh. You're not married. My time up. Masona the Rav Mekare Lebi'ina. People say 
that shoe is too big for me. Let's pause and explain what this means. Foundational, you say this thick idea. Again, came up on Daf Mem Ches, comes up on Daf Mem Tes too. And it goes like this. A woman says to a messenger, be makabel the get, please. Enjoy, banana cake. A woman says to the messenger, be makabel the get from this guy who's a levy. Be makabel the get from this guy who's a kain. Be makabel the get from a guy who's a Yisrael. And the messenger, who she said, she said, I said to the messenger, this guy's a levy, huh? The messenger goes and accepts it from somebody. It turned out he was a kain. Everybody agrees she's not married. Aye, why? Isn't a Kayan holier than a Levi? Yeah, but you know what the woman could say? Uh, I'm not, I'm, uh, too big for me. It's too big for me. The example we gave earlier today is some people need rotary phones. You want to buy them the iPhone 15? You're not doing me a favor. I, I don't want it. I'm sorry, it's confusing, it's annoying. I want people to reach me when I'm home. I want a rotary phone. Anything else. But what do you mean? It so makes your life so much more convenient and so much more easier. And it's so chashiv. You know what? Get out of here. Give me my simple phone that no one's going to hack me up with. That's what the Gemara here is saying. When it comes to money, that's to her advantage. She says, I'd accept silver. And it turned out to be gold. Dear Reb Shimon says, it's a valid marriage. Because gold's better than silver. When it comes to Shvach Yuchsin, Turns out the guy has stronger yichus than she thought. It's not a valid marriage. Because mm. she says, I'm not worthy. I'm, I'm not, I, I, the, the, you know, dealing with truma and kayin and this and that. I don't want to deal with it. Tanim Yochel learned to buy similarly, Maidir Rib Shimonim Hitler Lishvach Yuchsin, in a Mekudashis. If let's say there's a mistake in Shvach Yuchsin, not Mekudashis, some Ravashi says, you could imply from Ramesh as well, that we learned, if a man says to a woman, be married to me and you should know I'm a kayin. Venim to Levi, turns out he was a Levi. Or Levi venim to kayin, telling you I'm a Levi, turns out he was a kayin. Or Nassin, he says, I'm a Nassin. See, he's agreeing there's like something unique about him. Now, the Nassinim were the group of Yidin that converted out of fear by the times of Yeshua, and they ended up being woodchoppers and so on and so forth. So you're not allowed, a regular Yisrael is not allowed to marry a Nassim. Okay? So he's agreeing he has a problem. He says, marry Amanassim. Turns out that he was a Mamzer. Who also you're not allowed to marry. Mamzer ben Amanassim. Okay? And in all these cases, he says, I'm a Mamzer. Turns out he was a Nassim. For like Polig, Rebbe Shimon. And we don't see that Rebbe Shimon argues. The Gemara says, you see from over here, that Rebbe Shimon will agree, Kedushin is not valid in all these cases. Even when... You might say the woman prefers that, yeah? You might say, oh, he said I was a k- levy, and it turns out he was a kain. Or a kain levy, maybe she prefers it. So, Rav Shem will agree it's not a valid marriage. Not a valid marriage. Maskeflo, Marba Ravashi, Ravashi, Marba Ravashi, challenging question. I love the Tani, but this time we learned, Omenashi, Yishti, Vasa, Shilcha, Megudales. If a man marries a woman, he says, you should know it's conditional on me having an adult daughter who can help around the house. Or I have a Shivcha. Kenanis, I have a maidservant, full-time cleaning help, the Ainlay, and it turns out it's not true. Or he says, I'm an Asha Ainlay, marry me on condition that I don't have this help. Vyeshla, it turns out he does have the help. The Shvach this is all Shvach this is a financial gain. Hachanami, Dlaipolik, and Rabshim, we don't find that he argues. The question is, why not? It's a financial gain. 
So why don't we mention it? Ella, rather, it must be. Palig Baresha, Reb Shimon argues on the first part of the Mishnah. And he argues on all parts of the Mishnah. Hachanami, so too over here by Yichas. Palig Baresha, Vodin Lasefa. Ask the Gemara like this. Azai, get ready for this. Let's, let's take a step back. When it came to financial arrangements, Rabbi Shimon said, if she's gaining financially, it's a valid marriage. If she's gaining yichus-wise, Rabbi Shimon will agree it's not a marriage. You know how I know that? Because he doesn't argue. Seems that he implies, even if a financial, if, uh, I'm sorry, a yichus advantage, is she doesn't want it. She doesn't want better yichus. Everything has a trade-off. Yeah, expectations. Everything has a trade-off. Says the Gemara, just because Shimon didn't mention that he argues doesn't mean he doesn't argue. We find other places in the Mishnah where we know he argues and doesn't list it. He says, Here now, meaning let's respond to this question. When it comes to a man entering a marriage, there's on condition that I have a grown daughter or full-time cleaning help. So that is a financial advantage. Okay? People say, you know, sometimes you ask somebody, new, you ask a woman, so what do you do for a living? She says, ah, I don't have a job. What do you do? I raise the kids. You know what sort of value there is in that? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about uh, the, the general value of a mother being around her children. It's all about financial value. Like real financial value. If a mother does not stay home to watch her kids and spend time with her kids, that costs a lot of money. Who else is going to take care of them? Who else is going to straighten up around the house? It costs money. There's a financial advantage to these things. Okay? So, Paulic Beresha, Vuadim Besefa. Whenever there's financial gains, Reb Shimon's going to argue in the first part and the second part. But when it comes to Yichas, in Isa de Paulic, if he would argue by Yichas Nisni, then he should have said it. In Isa de Paulic, yeah, he should have said it. Okay? Meaning like this. That's because he doesn't. All, we don't always mention that he argues. Sometimes it's because it's not necessary to mention that he argues. Once I told you that he argues when it comes to gold and silver, so I know that he argues by financial advantages. By yichos advantages, it's a whole different parsha. That's not a financial. That's just a matter of uh, yichos. The, the shoe's too big for me. I don't want it. If Shimon would argue, there he should have said something. The fact that he doesn't is a right that he doesn't. He doesn't uh, disagree. He argues with the Tanakama that it's not going to be a valid marriage. So halacha lemaisa, what we're walking away with is, according to Rabbi Shimon's opinion, when it comes to financial gains, a woman appoints her messenger to accept marriage from somebody who, she says, this guy's going to give you silver. And the messenger accepts gold, says Rabbi Shimon, valid marriage. It's a financial gain, valid marriage. Also, when somebody marries a woman, on condition that there's a um, uh, no cleaning help coming along with it, and he's bringing cleaning help with him, also it's valid because financial advantage. When a person marries a woman, he says, "Marry me on condition that I'm a levy," and it turns out he's a kain. They're not married. Ah, a yichus advantage. She could say, "Not for me." You or if you want, you could explain as follows. And maybe we could say also the same, he would also argue by Shvach Yuchsin. What does it mean Megudelas that he has an adult daughter yeah, who's going to help around the house? My Megudelas, it means Gadelas. 
It means I have a daughter who's gadella. She's a gadol. She's a you know what a gadol is? Ready? A big person. That's how you translate gadol. Like when a, when a girl becomes twelve years old, she becomes a gadella. You know how you become big by expanding yourself. You make yourself bigger. You're a gadol. When a person reaches a certain age, you're expected to live with other people's needs in mind. The Amrahi, because this woman will say, Listen, this guy is saying he's coming into the marriage with a daughter who's chashuv. Let me tell you something. I don't want a chashuv a girl in my house. You know why? Because uh, she'll start spreading, uh, I'm not so chashuv. Yeah. <laughs> my mother told me that when I was in Shaduchim, somebody called up for a shidduch and she was going on and on about the young lady what a tzadikah she is how special she is and I said she's really mamish big tzadikahs she said yeah I said well and she's not for my son because <laughs> he's no tzadik right <laughs> so, so she's a tzadikah it's not for me not for me it has to make sense this lady's going to say listen you have a chosh of a daughter who's going to be living in the house I'm sorry I'm sorry, it's not for me. That's not a, it's not a house I'm going to be comfortable with. She's going to know things about me, and, uh, and, and I don't need it. Tana Rabba, no, the rabbis learned, and so should we. When somebody marries a woman and he says, Almanat, Shani, Karaino, Kivan Shekar, Rosh, Leishop, Sukim, Marry me on condition that I'm a Karaina. You know what a Karaina is? I lame the Tyra. As long as he can lame three Sukim, it's a marriage. Okay? Go read his Aftaira. Okay? Rabbi Yudhaimer, Achik Rabbi Yatagi. Okay, no, he has to know his beans. He can't just read three psukim. He has to understand the psukim. Says Gemara, Yatagi me date. Does he understand it his way? Is that what it means? By the time we learn to rise, Rabbi Yudhaimer, you know, for example, there was a teacher that asked the kid in class, How do you spell crocodile? So the kid wrote, The kid said, How do you spell crocodile? K R O D O D I L E. The teacher says, No, that's not how you spell crocodile. The kid said, Yeah, that's how I spell crocodile. He didn't ask me how you spell crocodile. Told you how I spell crocodile. Says the Gemara, even if it's wrong, that's how I spell it. Says the Gemara. So he reads it and he translates it. Shkayach Maishatovia. I appreciate it. He translated like who? Like him? Somebody translates a verse literally, word for word, is badai, making a terrible mistake. And if you add, you're macharif magadif. You're mamish like a apikaris. Yeah. In other words, you have to understand it according to Messiah. He has to understand the pasuk according to Chazal, the targum that we have, targum uncles. And this is true when he said, Marry me on condition that Abba Balkari. He says to her, You know, I am a Balkari. See, there are certain things that you do, and then there are certain, thi- certain things that you are. Now, we know that there's a lot of depth to this, but sometimes what we call ourselves is a big mistake, right? People say, No, so what do you do? So we very often we think that they're referring to our uh, income, uh, referring to our income. Yaina, coming out of Yom Kippur, 
Yainam, after Yainam. Yeah, when he's asked on the boat, he asks the boat, who are you? See, he says, every Anaychi. Every Anaychi. What the finding is, Ich bin Ayyid. That's what I am. Ah, did he say I'm a Navi? Did he say what his job is? They said, no, who, what, what are you? Who are you? He says, every Anaychi. That's, that's the true Amazdika answer that, uh, that each of us have. But, in conversation, what you say, what do you do? You say, uh, I'm in real estate, I'm in mortgages, I'm in, you know, I'm in uh, construction, accounting, whatever. So if a guy says, I am a Balkari, I am not, I, I, I read the Torah. Just I am a Balkari. Then he has to understand well, Torah, Nevi, and Ksuvim. He has to have a, a good grasp on those three. If a man says, woman, marry me on condition that I'm a Talmud Chacham. I study Torah. It means that he knows Halacha. It's a challenging question. What's considered Mishnah? Okay, now nobody seems to say that being learned means you learn Chomish. It's either Mishnayis or Midrashim. Answers the Gemara, top of Ramtesma Bay is my Torah, Medrash Torah. Okay? It means referring to the Medrash of Torah. Because again, you can't, like we learned before, you can't just take Psukim literally. You have to understand the context and the concept of it. And again, that's when he says to her, Marry me, you should know. I am, I'm somebody who learns Torah. If he says, not that I learn Torah, but he says, You know what I am? I'm a Kail. Yeah? That's what I do. I spend my time learning Torah. Then you got to have a good grasp on a number of different areas of Torah, Sefra, Sefri, and Tesefta, which are all different examples of Pirush on Chomish. I'm an Ashani Talmud. Marry me on condition that I'm a Talmud. What does it mean a Talmud? I'm Yeshiva Bachar. I'm Yeshiva Bachar. I'm a student of Torah. We don't mean to say that your mom is like the most Choshev guy in BMG, the best guy in Brisk. What it means is, whatever you're learning, if people could ask you a question and you could talk to them and learning, that's good. That's good. And even if it's Masechah Skala, what is Masechah Skala? An easier, an easier topic. Whatever topic it is. Again, you said, I'm, I'm learning in Yeshiva. Beseder. What Yeshiva? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what Yeshiva. The bottom line is you're cracking a book. What a beautiful message. Beautiful message. As we say many times, very often people say, Nishishiva, they know how to learn. They don't know how to learn. They, I don't know what know how to learn means. I don't know how to learn. What's knowing how to learn? You know how to learn like yourself. You have Messiah, there's a, you have Rabbeim. They teach us how to approach Torah. And, uh, and we follow along. This Yeshiva is better than that Yeshiva. This, the, you know, he says, I'm Ben Torah, you're Ben Torah. And you, you could handle and learning. You could talk and learning the areas that you're learning. Then you said an Emma's Dika statement, and it's a valid marriage. I'm says, marry me on condition that I'm a chacham. You're only the greatest and wisest person. Yeah, what it means is that if a person gives logical reasons to things, and again, can give, can, can talk seicheldik in areas of Torah, so that's called a chacham. Marry me on condition that I'm strong. You don't need to be mamish like a warrior. Yeah, in your social circles, people think that you're a strong guy. Yeah, so then that's that's called strong. Condition that I'm wealthy. See, wealth is all relative. To some people, having a thousand dollars in the bank is considered very wealthy. 
To other people, wealth is not till you have multi-millions. What it means is you're considered well off. Considered well off in your kehillas. I'm a Nashani Tzadik. Marry me on condition that I'm a Tzadik. I feel that Rosh Hashanah Mekudash is a well-known Gemara. Very important. Is often quoted around the Yom Ram. If you say marry me on condition I'm a Tzadik, right now the guy's the biggest Russia. You're married. Shema here Tshuva Badaita. The time that you married her, we have to be concerned that maybe he had thoughts of Tshuva. I'm a Nashani Russia. Marry me on condition that I'm a Russia. I feel that Tzadik Gomor Mekudash why? Shemahir Devaravaiz Kachovim Badaita, and that's what makes you a Russia. These are very powerful Gemaras. Mom is very powerful Gemaras. Okay? Because you could change around. You could change around. And uh, pe- different people can have your hurrah. We don't truly know. We don't really truly know. And that's, that's the beauty of life, the beauty of being around and alive with each other. As we start out as, you know, I could be a tzaddik right now. And uh, the, the next moment, too, could I trust myself? I'm always going to be a tzaddik. Can't trust myself. I'm always going to be a tzaddik. I could become. I could change. I could become a Russia if I have thoughts of and vice versa. I could be the Gresta Russia, but I have thoughts of Tshuva. So we have to be concerned that it is a. Um, <clears throat> we have to be concerned that it is a uh, uh, valid marriage. Okay, I want to mention one more thing before the Gemara continues. I find this to be fascinating. It's a fascinating idea. Uh, it, it's still percolating in my mind, but it's very much. Connected to this Gemara, and I wanted to just share it. I want to share something that's that's been on my mind. Okay, when I was playing a lot of ball, I was playing a lot of ball when I was younger than I am now in yeshiva. So I used to play ball every single day, different sports for a couple hours. Okay, benas darim, one to three p.m. I was either playing basketball, playing softball, flag football. Volleyball. If I knew of a game, I was there. Okay. Specifically, when I was learning in Eretz Yisrael, there were games that we played in Strauss Gym in Geula. We would rent out an indoor gym from midnight till 2 a.m. on Thursday nights. Thursday nights, we had Mishmar. We learned late night Seder. Friday is pretty much an off day in Yeshiva. Uh, now the mirror changed it a lot, but we used to play basketball from... Midnight till 2 a.m. And there was a lot of pride left on that court. Okay, I was considered a pretty decent ball player. There were guys who were better than me. And these guys would come in big names, big names. You know, the legends and camps and this. There was a lot of pride left on the courts over there. Guys, mamish, going at each other. Hard, full throttle. Stuff like I remember, you know, games I remember. Like, now let me ask you a question. If we were to even try to play Division One basketball, we have no chance. If a college basketball player thinks that because he's good in college, that means he's good in the NBA, he's a fool. I'm fascinated by the following. HaKadosh Baruch Hu made the world. When you have a yeshiva guy in a serious ball game, that game is mamish like the NBA Finals to him. Ah, uh, you say, hey, you, you just, you're terrible anyway. Compared to the rest of the guys in the world, you have an eighth grade middle school ball game. These kids spit their heads out to win a championship in a little league game. You say to a kid, an objective person will say to a kid, what are you even doing? 
You just feel good you won a championship in an 8th grade game? You're a little stinker compared to a Major League ba- Baseball player. What'd you win? Nothing in 8th grade league. Big deal. It's a terrible mistake. I, I'm fascinated that Kaddish Baruch Hu made the world in a way where no matter where a person is, in any, I'm, I'm, I'm focusing specifically on sports, but you know it extends to a lot of areas of life. I, in my space, in time, and in my society, to me, this is mamish, legitimately meaningful. And in the eyes, in objective eyes of, we'll call it HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like this game is, is mamish as important as a World Series in, in Major League Baseball. It's mamish as important as, as an NBA Finals. When you're in eighth grade, or when you're a yeshiva guy playing, on Thursday night with guys who like you're going to prove that you're better than, right? I would compare to that. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because Baruch Hu made the ability to excel and struggle and and bring out the best in yourself. He'll put you in an environment in society where you can. That's called the, that's Mama's called the best in the yeshiva basketball league. You you, you won that league. You've accomplished that. Okay? I'm fascinated by that. We have so much opportunity. When it, we, same thing applies to Lima Again, ha, what, what's the shaykhis? Because the Gemara here says like this. A guy says, marry me on condition that I'm strong. Says the Gemara, you don't need to be strong. You need that the buddies in your yeshiva think that you're the strong guy. It's a valid marriage. You know why? Because kachava, that is the MS. You are called strong. Ah, uh, in the other yeshiva, they've got an, they've got a gym, and the ilum works out two hours a day, and they're flexing their their uh, flex toids and their biceps and the this and that. And in your yeshiva, it's like, Bleh. yeah, nobody, uh, a bunch of flabby guys, and you happen to be able to do hagba, you know. So you're you're the strong guy. Peseder, you know what? You are strong, says the gemara. You're strong compared to the the environment. That the you're in, I'm fascinated because Baruch Hu always gives us the ability to be something good, strong, wise, even if other people won't consider that for me, it doesn't matter. In my circles that I walk in, this is considered a chashav. Your mamish, we're going to view you like a tamna chacham. We're going to view you like a gibber. Okay. There's ten measures of chachma that came down to the world. Tishnat Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael took takes ten, uh, uh, nine out of the ten. Ve'echad kol alam and one out of the ten goes to the rest of the world, which means the most chachma flows from Eretz Yisrael. Beautiful. Okay. Asara kavin yayfi yordaylam. There's ten measures of beauty that Hakadosh Baruch Hu sent down to the world. <clears throat> the earlier Romans took nine tenths of them, and the rest of the world has one tenth. Okay, that's the physical beauty of the world. Yudkav ten measures of poverty that have been sent down to the world. There are certain lands and nations that have that are misugal, they have been given roles in the world to carry out specific purposes. Asara Kavan Gasus There's ten measures of Gasus, Balgaiva, arrogance. 
that have come to the world. Tishnadla Elam Ba'akhir Kalam Kula. Elam they're they're uh they um I believe they're uh descendants of Esav. Sons of Esav. Um but uh they uh they're an arrogant people. An arrogant people. It says the Gemara the Asara Kabam Gasas Yard Lailam Tishnadla Elam Akhnalibab. Okay, the Gasas Lababa Lainachis. Says I thought Bavel got the Balgaiva, became arrogant. These two women came out and they had they had wind by their wings. Uh, and they were like the Kenafayim, the wings of this Hasida bird. And they lifted up an, an Eifa between earth and the sky. The angels were talking to me. Where are they taking the Eifa? The angels were talking to me. These psukim are just referring to the <coughs> arrogance that came to Bavel. The Gemara is basically saying, don't tell me Elam has all the arrogance. It's not true. You see, Bavel is Gans fine arrogant, says the Gemara. In what happened was it started out in Bavel, however, it eventually transferred its way over to Elam. It's not true. You know, a sign of arrogance is poverty. Okay, poverty is uh, is uh, a, a sign of being arrogant. Okay, now we'll see soon why. Um, and there's a lot of poverty in Bavel. So, if um, uh, why'd you tell me poverty? Why'd you tell me that arrogance left Bavel? If poverty's still in Bavel, there should still be arrogance over there. Says no. Let me explain what's happening. My Aniyas, What does it mean? Poverty. It means Aniyas to Tyre. Poverty in Tyre. A sister who's still young hasn't yet fully developed. Her body, in Elam, they have the merit to learn, but they don't have the merit to teach, and that's called poor. Okay. There's ten kavan of gvura, of strength, that uh, came down to the world. The Persians got nine tenths of it. Ten measures of lice came down to the world. Tishnat Lamadai. The Medes have most lice in the world. Asara Kavan Kshafin There's ten measures of magic or witchcraft that have come to the world. Tishnat the Mitzrayim Bechulu. That's why Mitzrayim was full of witchcraft and it was impossible to leave. Asara Kavan Egom There's ten measures of nega, of uh, illness that comes to the world. Tesnat Lu Chazirim Bechulu. And Chazirim have a lot of the uh, diseases comes through a PIG. And uh, the rest of the illness. The, the last measure is spread out throughout the rest of Hashem's creation. There's ten measures of znus, forbidden uh, sexual desires. Tishanola Arabia. Arabia has nine tenths. And the rest of the world, the last measure is spread out. There's ten measures of chutzpah that came to the world. Tishanola Mishan. Mishan has nine tenths of it. Asara Karben Sicha Yardailam. Ten measures of sicha, sicha interestingly is either ex, uh, translated as as conversation, speech. Tisha not lunashim. Women naturally tend to speak more than men. Now another, this is fascinating. Another way to understand this gemara that the Chazal say 
Sicha is not only translated as conversation, it's also translated as davening. Yitzchak went out to converse with Hashem in the field. So there are those who explain that women have nine-tenths of the power of tefillah, of, uh, of the world. And the last one is given to men, which is fascinating if you break down the, the math right here very easily with why men need a minion and a woman doesn't. See, if a man only got one-tenth of the power of tefillah, so we need nine other men to complete our tefillah. A woman, a woman was ready, women already have nine-tenths, so she herself doesn't need a, doesn't need a, a, a minion, which is a, a good question on women minyanim, because basically what the feminists are saying by women minyanim is that we don't have a power of tefillah that's, uh, that's stronger than the men. So you're actually weakening. Uh, it's, it's actually a mila that a woman doesn't need a minion, but be it as it may. Asara Kabbam Shini Yard was 10 measurements of sleep that have come to the world. Okay? Servants take nine tenths, workers take nine tenths of sleep, and the rest of the world takes, uh, takes one. Okay. Period. End of that Gemara. Here we go. Next mission. And we'll learn the Mishnah, and then we will, um, we will uh, hold it by the uh, Gemara, which is a new topic. So here we go. Let's just learn through the Mishnah. Almanah shani kayin, marim yankadish namakayim, nimsa levi levi lumsa kayin. Nasim nimsa mamzim, namzim nimsa nasim. Ben yirvin nimsa ben grach. He says, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, you know, I, I live out of town. Turns out he lives in Manhattan. Ben grach nimsa ben yir. Almanah or vice versa. Almanah, you know, there's different natures to in-towners and out-of-towners. He says, marry me on condition that I, I, I live near a, a, a bathhouse. See, back then they didn't have indoor plumbing, right? See, it's convenient to go take a shower and use the restroom. Turns out it wasn't true. Yeah, like, like nowadays this guy says, I own eight houses, you know. One in Florida, one in Mexico, one in the, the Caribbean, you know, whatever. The whole thing. Yeah, it's a big talker. Not true. Um, again, the case we gave earlier, I've got a grown-up daughter or a respectable daughter and a maidservant that can help around the house. Turns out it wasn't true. Marry me on condition I don't have any kids. Turns out he has kids from another woman. I already have children. In all these cases, get ready for this. Even if after the fact she says, I would have married you anyway, I don't care that it's not true. You're not married. It doesn't matter if after the fact she says that his condition didn't matter. You know why? Because you made the condition, the marriage dependent on the condition, and that condition was not true. Therefore, the marriage never happened. And the same thing holds true if she tricks him. She's telling him how much money she has, how much family she has, how much help she has, or how much help she doesn't have, how many children she has, how many children she doesn't have, her yichas, so on and so forth. If she tricked him, the halacha is, it, and the marriage is made conditional on these things, it's not true, so the marriage is not valid. Okay? We'll hold it here for this evening lesson. Tomorrow, we will pick up with the, the story of the Gemara Hahu Gavra. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. I get in Mayim. Um, okay, let's discuss the time for Chalamayim.